Timon Carter, David Ma, and Nate LeBlanc. Three underground rap nerds walked into a bar. An argument ensued about who the goats are. The seed was a thought that would turn into a pod. Now fans worldwide say, not a bad job, the ad hoc cab squad who chronicles the vanguard of hip hop at large. Rap taste slacked off, no need to be mad, dog. Look no further, it's the dad bod. Rap, pop, pop. Podcasting live from San Jose, California, it is the Dad Bod Rap Pod. I am one of one this week, your one and only host for this week, Damone Carter, a.k.a. Dem One. Shout out to my bros, Nate LeBlanc and David Ma. They're off doing things around the town of San Jose, and I'm going to hold it down, do a little intro segment ahead of our interview with Open Mike Eagle. We got a chance, Nate and I, to catch up with Mike while he was on tour, still is on tour. When we talked to him the other day, he was in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, a supporting act for the AJJ, the band tour and he was uh, gracious enough to hop off the Sprinter van and talk to us about his new record, Another Triumph of Ghetto Engineering. So we'll hear about that in just a moment. Um, part of the reason that I'm I'm on doing this segment by myself is because you, the Dad Bod Rap Pod listeners, know we kind of got into this thing on the show where we were doing quarterly wrap-ups you know, sort of a audio digest of all the stuff, all the amazing rap songs that had come out in the quarter. And that whole premise got a little bit dicey this year in the sense that we started off this calendar year probably a little fatigued from just listening to so much rap music over the last five years and really diving in deep with everything that was coming out new week to week. And uh, I think, I won't speak for the guys too much, but I think what I've gleaned from our conversations is that uh, we just needed a little palate cleanser in terms of listening to new rap all the time and trying to process and have ideas and opinions about it. So we kind of let the quarterly recaps fall by the wayside as we are not as plugged in as we used to be. But sometime, I don't know, maybe in July, I really got that itch and maybe it's just FOMO actually of like, oh man, what's out? I want to be up on all the rap music that I care about. So I started to uh, go through Crown Them ENT's website, which you should definitely check out. They do a great job of meticulously cataloging all the releases that come out every week so you know in my free time uh when I should be sleeping um I would be up just kind of scrolling through new music trying to find rap songs that spoke to me and I have created a Q3 playlist as part of my Dems Gym series and you can only get that if you are part of our Patreon that's patreon.com slash dadbodratpod. I'll be putting that out in just a couple days. And it, you know, it's one of those things where I have over the course of years fallen in and out of love with rap music, but I always come back. Um, I just, I, I love the the form so much. Even the annoying shit about it um, is not enough to turn me off permanently. And so, yeah, I got that itch. I wanted to know and understand what was going on in the world of rap music, or at least the rap music that I care about. And so took some time, created a playlist. I'm going to share my thoughts on six albums that came out in this last quarter. And the beautiful part of doing a segment by yourself is I can just jack up as many shots as I want. I'm going to go full Jordan Poole here, and uh, Nate will not be here to rein in my bad takes, nor will Dave be able to give me a disapproving look. So 
here we go. Want to talk about six albums that uh kind of stood out, resonated with me in Q3 of 2023. Black E wills a fortune. 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 Who taking course to spinning your head like the wheel of fortune? Your wife been kissed in the lips, you saw Richard Dawson. Y'all wearing G-strings in the record company office. They music cottonade the softest under several bosses. Who drive with your mom and Porsches while you show up your belly? So Cool Keith is back. And I mean back back, coming off the heels of his dope album Serpent, which was a collaboration with Real Bad Man a producer who does not miss. Um, I like Serpent a lot. I was not a super huge fan of Black Elvis, the original. Uh, I think that came out in 99. Not my favorite incarnation of Cool Keith, but um, Nate kind of pulled my code and was like, hey, Black Elvis 2 is really good. So I, I checked it out, and yeah, it's in an interesting way kind of almost starting to parallel what Nas has been doing, this idea of a rap veteran going on a latter-day run and, and churning out new music with seemingly a, a second wind or, or some new type of inspiration. Like, Cool Keith albums can be, um, I'm going to be generous and say uneven at times, and Black Elvis kind of picking up on the momentum of Serpent um is pretty damn good like he is still cool keith he still has it the beat palette i think is what makes this record stand out and uh shout out to uh, mellow music group for the coordination of this project i mean it's it hits it still has um the classic cool keith flow if you will he's still kind of you know low-key pimpish scatological um dunking on rappers every chance he gets um but on black elvis it it sounds somehow just a little new and refreshing and and not um not overdone or cool keith mailing it in so i enjoyed um the album i thought it was pretty solid Here's a name we haven't heard in a while. Black Milk. He was on the back of a Black Milk carton for some time. Those jokes are better when Nate is there to laugh at them. But yeah, we hadn't heard from him in some time. I don't know exactly how long, but it's been a good stretch since we had um, a full-length Black Milk release. Um, He did, he produced... A record for Cypress Hill, I want to say maybe last year that I was like, okay, okay. Definitely still has the producer chops. I was interested to see um, how he would present on a full-length album. One of the truly underrated uh, people in hip-hop, if you think about his you know, dual skill set in terms of having bars and being a, a great musician and a beat maker. So yeah, I was, I was interested. His latest album... Everybody Good is pretty dope. It's on the opposite end of what has been termed scaring the hose music. A lot of that stuff which we've championed on the show and I and I still love. But Black Milk with every Everybody Good, kind of like question mark, everybody good, comes with something that's uh warmer, accessible, but not at the expense of good rapping. 
10 Mac 11's about 8 38 10 10 Should we stop them selling for fins? That's the hustle Showed up at the party Montclair Bubble Told them put their hands in the so air got 8 for me, this has been the summer of tree. It's been a tree summer. Smoking the tree, listening to tree, of course, talking about the soul trap troubadour from Chicago tree. Not to be confused with, there's a couple of other weird artists named Tree on Spotify, um, but do not be fooled. I'm talking about uh, Tree from Chicago, who we had on the program, I want to say about two years ago, when he was on a bit of a, of a mini run. His career has had these like stop starts which are, are kind of interesting, um, and I'm not quite sure why that is. He's an amazing talent, and on his latest record, Free Tree, I think we get the best presentation of him that I've heard since I tapped into him maybe five or so years ago. I wasn't, I wasn't tapped in during um, his original role of like uh, Soul Trap, and I think it was a... Uh, the Sunday school mixtape era. I kind of had to double back on that. But since I've been listening and, and following his career, Free Tree is the most well-produced um, and thoughtful presentation of, of his talent. He's got this kind of rugged, old-school singing voice that he does, but he's also a super talented rapper at the same time. And so his street narratives that also have a moral center, let's say, unlike some of the unabashed dirtbaggery that's going on right now. Um, he's a family man, uh, but he's still connected to the, uh, to the streets and the, and all the ills that go down there. And he just tells his story in such an interesting way. And it's definitely one of those where, um, you can tell just a lot of this is is freestyle out of his, you know, um, just off the top, out of his brain. You can feel that vibe in it, but he puts it together in such a way where they still feel like cohesive songs. He's got clever one-liners, and um, I just, I like this a lot. He also has a collaborative project with Vic Spencer, which I, I dug, but for me, uh, Free Tree is one of my most played albums of this summer. On my Irvin Magic Johnson, I'm enterprising. I keep it ghetto like the hood before they gentrified it. I might burn this bitch down, left eye Andre rising. I can't trust you built for Cuban links unless we tied in. Shout to Ray and Ghost. Can it be all so simple? One of my favorite quotes from 42nd Street. Days of pips wearing suede loafs. That McDonald's is still there where we had to trade blows. Then I stood on stages. Australia on occasion. Country Speaking of elder statesmen making a run, the aforementioned Nas is back at it again. His Hit Boy series um, continues to roll on. Magic 2 hit the streets during Q3. I have been a fan of Nas's resurgence in more of a, you know, I appreciate an older legacy artist, one of the greatest rappers of all time, having a run late in his career. Like, I'd love to see it. I don't know that I've really connected with the King Disease or Magic series so much. Um, and Dave Ma, who really um, is more tapped in with each of Nas's releases, told me he's not a super big fan of Magic 2. He puts it kind of towards the bottom ranking of Nas's new releases. But for whatever reason, this record definitely spoke to me. It's super solid. Um, he still has the bars, I think, on the last Magic record, or maybe it's one of the other King Disease records. Um, he was doing more reaching. Like, I, I don't know that I need, um, you know, Nas and 
you know, every rapper, trap rapper du jour trying to rap together, that doesn't necessarily always work. And it some of that stuff felt reachy. But on Magic 2, um, Nas is in his bag, and I think he's doing what he does best. He's perfected this kind of uh, nostalgia rap, right? He's got this amazing career he can kind of look back on and reference, and he puts together some cool songs that, that touch on the nostalgia without going too deep into it. Of course, he reminds you of what a legend he is. And Hit Boy keeps coming through. If you would have asked me a couple years ago, I would have been like, I don't know if I'm a Hit Boy fan so much. But uh, some of the stuff he's done with Nas, he's also released uh, an album of his own um, during this quarter, um, which is pretty good. And so I've been impressed with the stuff he's been able to put together. He also had that that really dope track with Alchemist. So yeah Nas is is still doing it he's still out here it's great to hear that he's you know rocking shows uh, uh, across the country you've heard great things about his his live set is there and so it's just encouraging to see that rappers now have kind of a longer shelf life and aren't necessarily um relics once they pass 40 or even Nas is 50 now and he's still making what I will call relevant music finally the season of summer travel has arrived. Whether you're heading out on a road trip or rushing through the airport, why not skip the usual stress of travel and chill out with dad grass? And don't worry, all their products are TSA approved. Uh, I can speak to this on a personal level. I have been traveling with dad grass tincture uh, in my pocket uh, through various modes of transportation this summer. It is working out lovely for me. Yeah. Own your thoughts on traveling with hemp CBD products. Well, I love the framing of uh, why not skip the usual stress of travel, which for me includes smuggling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so dad grass allows you to um, kind of have worry-free access to um, your, your chill, happy place. Right. Um, so it's, that's one of the best parts about it. It's legal, organic, smokable hemp, or uh, you can take it by mouth as Nate likes um, Let's get I, that out there widely. Hundred <laughs> percent organic pre-rolled joints, uh, very low in THC and high in CBD, and we can't say it enough. It's chill without getting actually stoned. Which you you just got back from a trip. Um, give me your chill to stone ratio on your last. Oh trip. yeah, um, pr pretty chill. Um, we were in a uh, forested area, but it it like dead ended at the beach, which mm. was really cool. But they give you an orientation when you get there, and they were like, "There is no smoking." Oh, period. Island, except for where water touches sand. So oh. we would we would take our little field trips from our campsite over to the beach to smoke. But like, you know, I'm not trying to walk that much. It was a hiking trip. So I'm not trying to spend my whole evening walking back and forth to the beach. But um, we we did smoke a little, but mostly we were chilling. So it was, oh. it was a great trip. We had a great time. And I, I do think that um, Dad Grass and their various products was one of the secret MVPs of the whole experience. Absolutely. All dead grass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over, and they can ship right to your door anywhere in the U.S. And we can't stress this enough. It's TSA approved. So tell that dog to chill. Yep. Right now, dead grass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash dadbod. That's dadgrass.com slash dadbod for 20% off on your first order. Uh, tell them Nate sent you. Kill the glow inside, stash a brick for the slower times. It's important that you know the signs. Disadvantaged by a slower drive. They don't even teach us how to strive. Okay, if I had to pick one album of Q3 2023 that I felt was the best, and I hate to be that reductive, but if I had to pick one, uh, I would go with Chris Crack's Free Sex in addition to being an elite titler of songs. Um, he's just a, a dope-ass rapper. We talked to him back in 
season one, I think it was like episode 27 or 28, uh, he was eating a hot dog. Used to happen to us a lot back in those days. But Nate asked him a question about his creative process. And I'll paraphrase here, but I kind of never forget the sentiment he shared, which was he don't really think about this shit. Like it just comes out of him. And he's kind of built his career around that of the outlandish song titles, the the lyrics that kind of make you stop and and uh, rewind because they're just so over the top, um, hilarious, sometimes sharp and insightful. And on this record, Free Sex, he actually is bringing back skits. If you listen to this program, you know that Nate is very much anti-skit, as am I in most instances. Um, But he is probably put together the best collection of skits I've heard in the last decade, maybe two decades. Um, So I would highly recommend folks check it out. I'm not sure at what point uh, a lot of people just stopped checking for Chris Crack. Like He's been dope. He's still dope. And I feel like the the record Free Sex is super strong. Hip hop is such a weenie scene. Make me want to summon a candy man from Cabrini Green. Media put on everyone that flows wrong in the world. Go and put some clothes on, little girl. I expose them to the art of rap. Before I even started, they done gone and had a heart attack. Far as knowing Jack, they wouldn't know a jack if it was for a flat. Promptly, I responded for a fact. Here's a style that nobody else expected from a guy who never got the shot and didn't get infected. These cats was down to take a shot like a refreshment. They probably take a pill like it's a breathman. Despite it's just a girl, they feel an L just off the power of suggestion. All right, the last record I want to talk about is the album Rich by Homeboy Sandman. Homeboy Sandman is just such an interesting character to me. I think if I were to have a time machine and somehow transport Homeboy Sandman back to, you know, 95 uh, or 93, 95, uh, he would be considered like one of the best rappers in the game, period. Like his approach and his style, he's picked up on all the lessons from the 90s and expanded on them without uh, compromising to any of the modern rap tropes. And in some ways, it makes him sort of a pariah. Like he seems like he's a, a super keep it realist. But at the end of the day, he's just a master craftsman. And that's on display on this record, Rich. He drops like a record and a half every year. And they're always quality verses. Um, sometimes the beat palettes can be hit or miss. Um, but uh, I'm a fan. I really like this record, Rich. So much so that I even nod my head to his anti-vax bars. Um, not because I agree with him, but just because of the way he puts his little contrarian viewpoints together and presents them is super interesting to me. And I think he's holding it down for a style of hip hop that is sometimes maligned these days, but he's definitely the best doing it. All right. So that was a a little Q3 wrap up. Like I said before, I will be putting out a Dems Gems playlist that has a lot of the songs I mentioned and many, many more. It's going to be like two plus hours. I'm just putting the finishing touches on it now. And there will definitely be songs from the new Open Mike Eagle album, Another Triumph of Ghetto Engineering. Super dope record. I'm so happy that we were able to catch up with him on tour in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, and just kind of get some of his insight on his journey. Obviously, we're on Stony Island pods or whatever, but it's not like we talk to Mike every day. Like every time that we get to connect with them, definitely feels special uh, because you know, as a master podcaster himself, he's going to give you a great interview. And I think that's what happened here. Listeners note, We had to do it on Zoom. Obviously, Mike was on his phone. So the audio starts out a little bit rugged. It definitely improves as the interview goes on. So please just uh, bear with us 
on that. But by the time you hear this, another triumph of ghetto engineering should be out on the streets. Highly recommend that you pick it up. It's got a feature from Young Z on there that is pretty fucking hilarious. We talk about it a little bit in the interview. He's got his home team, SU Tune, aka Hannibal Burris, Video Dave, of course, and Still Rift are featured on there. He's got a great track talking about his myriad experiences in underground slash underground hip-hop. Good continuation on the auto-reverse record. So um, you should definitely check that out. But if you're still on the fence, listen to this interview and then go buy it. Dead Bod Rap Pod. Open mic, Eric Sermon, and I'm young PMD. Plus, I DJ like Evil D. I don't bang, but still it's Playboy PBG. I got fans like R. Kelly. Please pee on me. I'm solo now. Bow to the new King Young Z. I dropped the 12 disciples. They try eat for free. <laughs> we want the catch and the beamer key. I stuffed the eagle in your fucking... There he is. <laughs> All right. What's up, dude? What's happening, y'all? Good. Just listen to the record. Yeah. Well, uh... It's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely a thing. Um for first question, is it a mixture? Sure. <laughs> uh, uh I don't I don't I don't I won't answer that legally. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? Commit unless unless my lawyer is present. I will not is commit. It a, is it a continuation of the previous idea? Um, I think that's fair to say. I think okay. that's very fair to say. But as far as I know, I might just be doing this shit forever. Like, I'm, right. I'm not sure. Um, the, the way of making shit that I have been, the choices I've been making lately, I feel like these things are becoming just a part of how I do things. Um, um, and, and that's in conjunction with the things I've done before. Uh, so it all to me just feels like sort of development i guess mm. it's funny i had somebody um when i announced it on instagram they were in the comments and they said uh oh i'm so excited is this they said is this going to be like brick body or is this going to be like component system and i was like well, what do you mean mm. <laughs> and uh and he laid out believe it to he what he thought the differences were and um when he laid them out yeah, the answer was that this is going to be more like component system. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not sure I'm making things with that sort of consciousness, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not saying, oh, mm-hmm. this one I'm making this way and this one I'm making this way necessarily. Right. Yeah. It's how, it's how it turns out is, is kind yep. of, yeah, it, it, it lands where it lands. We're, we're talking about um, the new record, which is going to come out on 825, Another Triumph of Ghetto Engineering That's uh, the one. by... Mr. Open Mike Eagle. Mike, um, I know you're a person who um cares about their uh cares about their status in the game. You want to be mentioned amongst the best rappers because you're one of the best rappers. My question is this: where do you rate yourself amongst rappers named Mike? Best. <laughs> the best. I'm the best. Okay. You could bring Killer Mike, Adjectiveless Mike, uh, uh, Mike D from the Beastie Boys, Mike Jones, uh, Mike Jones. I don't blind them all up. Blind them all up. And I got, I got, I got love for all of them, but I don't think uh, one of them is better than me. Not one. Okay. Okay. Uh, but I think, you know, but but you know, I, I say I say that, and I say that with a sense of sincerity, because I literally make the rap music that I want to hear. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. in that way, like none, nobody, none of them are making what I want to hear better than me. I mean, right. Right. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Um, I, I think it's so interesting that on the new record, there's two separate tracks that are so full of mentions. Like you're really like mm-hmm. shouting out, 
your community, your cohorts, your um, the people you've rocked with, like in very specific ways on the other ground track, which I love, by the way. Um, and I really would like to put put that term forth in more stuff we do as well, because it just seems to describe the kind of music I like incredibly well. And then the this is the liner notes uh, track as well. Um, just can you talk a little bit about why you wanted to kind of use the limited space of the album to uh, shout out so many of your peers? I think it's really, it's a question of aging. Mm. I really think that's what, that's, that's the, the impetus for that song is kind of me looking back over a career and having a moment where I start to lay out these actual genuine connections and relationships that I have to these people and these memories. And it's like, and, I, and, you know, and, and also I feel like, you know, it's reading Micah Nine's book and reading Psalm One's mm. book and just kind of understanding, like, there's this tapestry of artists, but behind it, there's all this history. Uh, and I really felt like I just I wanted to I wanted to just lay some of that stuff out and and um, explore this idea of the constellations of artists in this thing. That and and the reason it's called you know we should have made other ground a thing is because this thing has never had like a name that anybody could agree on. But it like right. it's the it's the post uh, post indie revolution you know back you know post Def Jux uh, quantum wherever you know like everybody had their 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 pockets and it's like all of us are the children of that. Um, and yeah, it's just exploring that constellation of, of of artists and specifically thinking about and ruminating on these like very intense experiences I've had with, with a lot of these people. Yeah. And that that gave birth to the song, um, which should have made an other ground, uh other ground a thing. And then the liner notes thing started with this deep-seated fear of having left people out of the other ground song. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and and very specifically, I was thinking about, oh man, like I said very personal shit about my project Blowed OGs. And mm -hmm. I'm like, damn, since it wasn't glowing like the other stuff, are they gonna think I'm dissing it? You know what I'm saying? Right. And like it just yeah. it just made me want to take some more space, like you said, and just make it really clear that like these are all the people. Let me try to say all the people. Let me yes. try to make it clear like that this is all love and like put that forward. Yes. Well, I look forward to your podcast shout out track, which I'm sure will be on the next album. <laughs> It'll just be y'all over and over again. <laughs> that works for me. Saying y'all's <laughs> um, But I, I did want to ask, uh, actually, it's more of a statement, but you're used to this by now. Um, it's so <laughs> helpful for you to do stuff like this because it helps people, whether they're really deep into this kind of music or new to it to help to figure out which lily pad to jump to next in their spotify searches like i i was mm. raised on reading liner notes and listening yep. to looking for features and looking for shout outs and there was always a shout outs like usually a written shout out thing right in albums that i listen to but the ones that are in the songs get in your head and they live in there and they they make you more cognizant of those artists so i just wanted to say as a fan it's really really dope for you to kind of continue that and bring that forward into this new era where i don't think people are doing that so much anymore and i i bet you you will talk to someone in 20 years who's like i learned about fat boy sharif from the other uh -oh. girl song or whatever you know what i mean yeah i mean and that, and that would be amazing and like part of the part of the reason that that song is called dave said these are the liner notes but when i made that second one I didn't quite know what to call it. He had to remind me like, oh yeah, that is where that idea comes from. Like that's yeah. what we all used to do. So he had to remind me that, oh no, this is, this is an old thing. It's just being set to music. And then I found, um, the other day I was listening to Dilla's Welcome to Detroit album and he's mm. got a joint on there at the end. He does the same thing. Yeah. yeah. He people out. Yeah. yeah. But he got, uh, he got in sync on there and i feel like <laughs> he did say in sync and so i feel like when you do part two i want more of your reaches because i know you know more That's people true. Um, shout out shout out they might be giants and uh, exactly and, yeah yeah mark Marin. you know what i'm saying like <laughs> That's, yeah. like that yeah. yeah the white frank black yeah <laughs> i love absolutely frank um this this record another triumph of ghetto engineering um it feels it feels a little bit more 
rapper focused on on uh, anime trauma divorce we we definitely got like life mike i think mm-hmm. on um auto reverse we got nostalgia mike and i'm calling mm. this record uh mike be rapping uh, <laughs> do you agree or disagree i mean look t- okay 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 i would i would have thought you could have called the last one that too that's you know in terms I, of my i agree but i think it was so you know, covid and especially mm-hmm. the 79th and I forget what the so, street is. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just like you were so in COVID and like uh, it, describing the walls and what's happening outside your window. And like it was mm-hmm. like locked up, Mike, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Quarantine, Mike. I hear that. But there, you're yeah. that's rapping ass rapping as well. No question. Yeah. But yeah, no, I feel you. This is more uh, Mike going halfway on tours and then the tour is getting shut down by COVID. Right. Yeah. And then writing rap songs. That's these. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you're on tour right now, right? I am. I am. We're in Charlotte, North Carolina, at a place called the Neighborhood Theater. And uh, yeah, we're about to do a rap show. Awesome. Well, we're actually, we're going to do a punk rock show that I'm Yeah, about to say. Nice. Yeah, with with the, with the cherry of, of rap on it. Um, how, how's it been? You guys have been on tour for like the last 800 days. Uh, yeah, it's been a long, it's been, a, it's been, it's been many years. It's been many, <laughs> but uh but uh, it's it's been it's been great. It's it's a little tough. Uh, I think opening in any situation is always a little bit challenging. I was explaining this to somebody yesterday. It's like I know what size person I have to be on stage, Ooh. Uh, and then there's the size person you have to be socially. Mm. And when you're opening, uh, that that sometimes is a is a difficult transition to make to know like how big to scale yourself because. Um, you can't you can't walk around headliner size in the club while you're opening because that's how you get your feelings hurt. <laughs> oh, that makes wow. a ton of sense. Yeah, I never thought about that before, but I I, I think I know what you mean. And um, you guys have toured together pretty extensively. Is everyone healthy? And is ever is is everything logistically going well? Everything is good. I mean, you know, part of the reason I was late jumping on this is because. Uh, I'm opening and I'm in the headliner's van and they had to stop and pick up some merch and it ended up just being a fiasco because uh, they, you know, we went to a FedEx downtown and it was all of this stuff about parking and it, it was, and it's just, this is the stuff that happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like logistically yeah. you have to be prepared for some amount of randomness every day. But aside from that, everything is, everything has gone great. Everything and, is and going and has gone great. To be clear, uh, you and Dave are on tour with AJJ, the band, um, yep. and the punk rock outfit. Um, had an opportunity to catch up with you guys when you were in San Jose for some strange reasons that are still not clear to me. But thanks for, st- <laughs> thanks for stopping by. Um, uh, and we had great misadventures that evening. But um, I'm wondering, from your, your tour experience, how much time do you have to like write and create stuff because you've you got the steady stream of albums, which makes me think that there isn't really downtime. Uh, so you know, there's a lot of driving. You know, there's a lot of driving, and in my case, a lot of passengering. Um, in the van, there's a lot of van time, and mm-hmm. you know, you can use that time how you like. I've I've been there's been times in my life where I've been in a tour van you know, having to help produce a television show remotely, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. uh, written things. Uh, I, I do like to try to be productive, but there's also, um, you, you do have to know how to manage your psychological resource as well. And Ooh. sometimes in the van, you just need to be listening to music you want to hear and not yeah. whoever, you know, not whoever's driving with their plan or, you know what I'm right. saying? Or tapping yeah. into a TV show or a pie, just, just something like your own recharge time is very important, especially on these. Cause we don't really have a lot of days off or driving, getting to a town early. They're a band. So their sound check takes a while. So we're, you know, we get here early prepping all day, show all night, load in, load out. Like it's, it's a long day. It's a long What's- day with not a lot of alone time. What's the uh, elite road snack? I've been on these. Uh, they got in various gas stations and grocery stores around the country. They got these little packs of like filled pickles, like 
pickle slices. Okay. okay. Like, 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 I want to call them pickle chips, but they're thicker than that. Like, they're right. like right. these sliced pickles. Yeah. And these like little, in the plastic these little pouch? pouches. Yeah. Oh, it's so, they're so good. They're so good. And they're like, they're like seven and a half calories per bag. Like, nice. you, you don't feel bad. Yeah. Because it's real easy to like, I almost, we stopped at a gas station yesterday and I stood looking. I almost, I came dangerously close to buying a cup of pie. <laughs> Very close. You must be in the South. They don't have that here. Yes, 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 yes. Wow. That shit looked uh, delicious. That sounds banging. Uh, when Mayhem Loren was on, he was on tour and he was calling us from the back of a limo or something. And he was being driven around and he was like lecturing us because we were talking about how touring is so unhealthy. And he was like, you can go to any gas station and get a banana. You can get cashews. Okay. You can make your choices. Yeah. And I've th- I have thought okay. about that like every day since we talked to him. It's, so true. it's, it's funny to hear the other side. For you, it's pickle slices. For Mayhem Loren, it's cashews. There's There's ways to do it. It is. It is. Uh, uh, AJJ, they're big fruit eaters. They do a thing called the banana challenge, and it's just every time they eat a banana, it's the banana challenge. Okay. Well, <laughs> challenge accepted. Um, yeah. uh, this is so random, but since I have you, have you seen the Ninja Turtles movie, the new cartoon? I one? have not. Okay. I have uh, not. I think you would enjoy it. And while I was watching it on Saturday, I just came back from a vacation myself and I was like, I think Mike would like this. Like, it's, we grew up at the same time and like, the way that it's done, like Seth Rogen is the executive producer, and I think he put in some little touches for people who grew up with that stuff and hip hop heads of our our vintage. So if you have a day off or something, or when you get back, I think it would be worth checking out. I've I've heard great things. I will certainly take that recommendation. Yeah. What is uh speaking of kind of like days off and stuff? When when are when are you guys off? Like when are you gonna be back situated where you be? Oh man. Uh so we end this and then like I have a day, then we gotta I gotta perform at PAX up in Seattle mm. and then I come home. So I get home like the fourth or fifth of September or something. Okay. Like that. So there's light at the end of the yeah. tunnel. Uh yeah, we're almost there. It's just we're 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 in a tough we're in a tough stretch right now. Twelve gotcha. shows in a row, no days off. Oh Oof. man. Who are you? Uh, Who do you think you are? Souls of Mischief? Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> 93 days in a row. Yeah. Um, hey. I wanted to ask you about the Young Z feature on the new yeah. uh, album, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. I think I've only had a chance to listen briefly, but it's emerging as my favorite song already. Beat is insane. Children's chorus beats mm-hmm. always get me. And I know you're a they're, big, they're... big fan of his for a long time. So let's, let's talk oh, yeah. about it. What happened? How'd, how'd you get it? Um, you know, so <laughs> I got followed by a random Instagram account called Young Z Bars maybe like two years ago. And I thought that it was literally uh like a fan account right. of yeah. his. And then I was paying attention to it one day and I realized, no, this is actually his Instagram <laughs> account. Um, And so I think it was around the time when the what had happened was season with Dante Ross was coming out, Young Z came up because he produced that song with Young Z off of the 8 Mile soundtrack. Yeah. So I think yeah. we ended up clipping that and and running that around Instagram and uh, Young Z was tagged in it and he was, you know, in it talking, reacting and and we me and him started talking from there and this feature is yeah, I think I might have got it around then too. Might have got it around then. Yeah. Um He's cool. I mean, I don't know if he's cool in real life, but <laughs> I, I thought it was very interesting. Was a, was a cool experience. Yeah, and, and he like kind of raps about you, or at least about Eagles uh, generally. He does. So yeah, it's, does. that that must be rewarding, right? It was. It was so flattering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I think he refers to uh, uh, Mike as as Eric Sermon, and and he is a young PMD. Which I didn't know yeah, if he was I, actually shading you there. <laughs> I, didn't, I do not understand that line at all. <laughs> I, I thought I thought that was a reference to some EPMD song. I actually do not know what that means at all. I look forward to your next album, O M E Y Z. Going to be a big hit. I can already tell. <laughs> Cut this part. Cut this part. I'm not going with that. That is hilarious. Um, yeah, it, there there are great features. I, I wanted to ask you about um, kind of the home team. You've got the mm-hmm. track, uh, I think it's called WLD32, with mm-hmm. uh, Eshitoon, 
Video Dave and still Rift, who we've, we've learned to say his name. That's how nice he is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not butchering his name anymore. Uh, you've been saying every time we meet you that you guys have like heat coming together. Can you talk uh, a little bit about how that track came no. together and what we can expect? Oh. Uh, that track came together because uh, the three of us make a lot of music together. And one of the times we were making music together was one of the times that Hannibal was in town. So he uh, came to our session. We had a Kenny Siegel beat it on and everybody uh, jumped on it. Um, and, and that chorus of that song, uh, Friday's got the bread, but Thursday's got the energy. Like we, we get together on Thursday. So it's kind of like a shout out to our process. Um, and yeah, we got we'll, we'll be able we'll, we should be able to like make some real like announcements soon about stuff. But yeah, we got okay. We got a bunch of bunch of musics, bunch of musics. Man, that that is that is so dope. Who wins in a rap comedy battle? Uh, Eshi Tune, Hannibal Burris, or Zach Fox? <laughs> I'm gonna say Hannibal Burris. Uh, because he's got a little bit of, like, Hannibal is a closet battle rapper. Yeah, you can hear that. Hannibal, uh, like, I think Hannibal is more of a battle rapper than Eshu Toon is. Like, Eshu Toon's having mm. fun. I think secretly, Hannibal is, uh, is a pugilist. <laughs> uh, and I, and I think he probably got secret bars cooked up ready for all of us already. He probably already got them. <laughs> first Cosby then the world there you go <laughs> um, Mike how can people tap in are there copies left on Bandcamp for the vinyl you know I got mine first day the pre-order was available are there tapes are Much there t-shirts are there mugs what's going uh, on how can people support the cause there, there will be shirts for sure uh, all of the vinyl is gone Damn. Uh, I don't think we're going to do CDs for this one okay um but you know the people who want to support digitally over at the Bandcamp, please, please feel free to do that. It is very, very encouraging and helpful uh, in the creation of more stuff. But yeah, and listening and telling people and pre-saving and and all of that. Do everything that Taylor Swift fans do. Right. Like, that's what everybody in the underground needs. Do do whatever you see Taylor Swift fans doing. Like if y'all need a name, we'll give it to you. We'll give you a name. Right. What's you the know, name? What, whatever's going to motivate. Oh no! Oh no! It just it got to be something that they like Eaglets. here. Omers. <laughs> but, but look, but look, but look. This is the thing. It it can't just be for me. It's got it's got to be for the whole scene somehow. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. We got we got okay. other we other have grounders. A front. <laughs> yeah, okay. Something, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Right, right. I'm gonna start working on my friendship <laughs> bracelet. Um, I'm gonna go there to we go. random weddings where you are and mess up the whole outside, and I'm just gonna treat you like Taylor. I Swift. love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we should all we should we should all be treated like Taylor Swift. Even podcast hosts, we yeah. should all be treated like Taylor Swift. Absolutely, uh, the new standard. That's, <laughs> that's how I roll typically. But um, you guys step your game up. Um, album is out on on August twenty fifth. Uh, another triumph of ghetto engineering. As we kind of round out here, talk to us about the cover. Like your your album cover game. That's is, my mama's hand. That's <laughs> It's such a oh, cool photo. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. I see where you it's get your jewelry game photo. From. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, I could only hope to only hope to live up to my mom's standards. She made a lot of that jewelry too. But uh oh, we were all just at a uh, at a at a dinner. I went to Chicago. We had a show. I had my brother come rap at that show cuz my little brother in Gary, Indiana, uh he raps too. So we had him on it. My mom came, my sister came. I brought my son out to that show from LA. Wow. Uh, my nephew, we were all sitting around this big table eating, and she had her hand out, and I was like, "Oh, picture that." <laughs> and, uh, okay. Yeah, and and um, when it came time to find a cover for this, it happened back upon that photo, and I was like, "There we are." Yeah, a very very compelling image, whether we knew the backstory or not. But it's always great to get the context, and your mom seems extremely cool. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, the new album is fantastic. Really enjoyed my Thank initial you. listens to it. I can tell yeah. I'll be spending yeah. a lot of time with it. It's going to take some time to decipher some of the internals of and some of the some of the deeper references. But um, yeah, another another hot one, man. We're happy for you. Absolutely, man. Thank appreciate it. For giving it some love. Yeah, and uh, thanks for letting me come on the platform and shout about it too. Anytime. Uh, 
Contractually, we're obligated. By the way, any podcast news in your world? I mean, very soon. That's okay. the next thing. Okay, that's the next thing. What it happened was, like, as soon as, as soon as I feel like I have adequately talked about this album, uh, okay. that's the next thing you'll hear from me is, awesome. is about the next season. What it happened was. All right, sounds good, Absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. Appreciate you, man. Not sure what you have against Appreciate Macedonia, y'all. but it's all good, bro. It's, an, it's <laughs> about the, the Knights of Macedonia, <laughs> the uh, the uh, secret the secret society. That was that was what that line was referencing. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, and like treat yourself to a cup of pie. You know, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong <laughs> with that once in a while. That name, come on. With pickles, oh, man, with pickles on age. top. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for ruining it. Now I'm not, I don't want it at all. That's good. That oh, worked real moment. well. Uh, oh, that's so dope. Hey, Mike, have a great show, man. Yeah, we'll dude. Go do your right, tour. Y'all. Thanks Thank for you. chatting with y'all us. Take care. Later. Peace. Peace. Got been like a hub dog. My leg went it's a trust fall. I crushed a lot like the punt song. A dark room versus king me. This grudge match set for one fall. I dropped my phone off a button. I always roll the blunt wrong. The edge sharp like a bus saw. I got chased with the chainsaw. Watch my face, now the drains call. Was a low ball, but a play ball. In retrospect, not a great call. A large tank on the seesaw. A heartbreak in the free we saw the snakes on the fresh lawn. We hit lawns, but we pressed on. All day on a Sunday. The wrong way on the runway. I'm off the base in the front way. Turn the sofa to blockade. The wrong way for the front sway. I throw shade like a Bruce Wayne. With no name like the Goose Game. Most days it's the Wu-Tang. Some days it's OJ the Juice Man. Was two chains with a third chain. I flew south like a bird brain. I'm tight lip but I've heard things.